welcome to the First Lutheran Church located at 512 South Kale Avenue in Miles City with pastoral services provided by Pastor Steve Rice. Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. John writes, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water, said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day again, John the Baptist was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. So they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Began with questions. Who are you? I'm not the Messiah. Not an answer. Are you Elijah? No. Who are you? I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Still not an answer. Why are you baptizing? I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know. More deflection. And so went the back and the forth testimony of John the Baptist in the fourth gospel. Answering but never telling. 
John was interrogated by those who were sent by the Pharisees in response to the Pharisees and other leaders increasing awareness that John the Baptist, not to be with, confused with John the Evangelist who wrote this record, but John the Baptist was garnering, well, too much attention. And he was, in his preaching, critical of Herod. And everyone knew it was never wise to be critical of any Herod. The family was ruthless, and knowledge of what Herod Antipas's father, Herod the Great, had done to the infants of Bethlehem, even if it was over 25 years ago, remained fresh in everyone's mind, for it represented a cruelty on an unprecedented scale. It appears John's questioning took place the, uh, the day after Jesus' baptism, and then again on the next day, when John was standing with two of his disciples, John saw Jesus as he passed by and declares to his own disciples those words that we have come to know, Behold the Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Many, both in the church and even outside the church, can ascribe that title to Jesus. And some think it an off-used title in Scripture, but it isn't. In fact, the appellation Lamb of God occurs exactly twice in Scripture, and you've heard both times today. The phrase Lamb of God is to be found only in John the Baptist's testimony in the first chapter of John the Evangelist's writing. But we know those words and can conjure up the, the lamb imagery so readily, so easily, because they were a long time ago now lifted from Scripture and found their way into the oratorio that Handel wrote titled Messiah, and from there into art and other music as well. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. In response to John sharing what had been revealed to him, as he says, about Jesus, two of John's own disciples decided that they would follow Jesus to see where he was going. And noticing that he had attracted their attention, Jesus asked the two, What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Not who are you looking for? An interesting point in itself. To which they responded, Where are you staying? And then the words, Come and see. The invitation of a lifetime. An invitation of enormous consequence, not just for those who were invited, but for those who were to follow. Come and see. An invitation to discipleship. An invitation to life with meaning and purpose and a life closer to God. Thus, according to the fourth gospel, began that three-year journey of Jesus' public ministry the establishment of the church and a new, more intimate relationship between God 
and those men and women drawn to things spiritual. Men and women who perceived that there was indeed more to life than often apparent. People drawn into a relationship based upon faith in the one whom the Holy Spirit descended and remained upon. A relationship established upon faith and that abiding invitation that we just heard. Jesus to his first disciples, come and see. Come and see where Jesus is found. Now we're told Andrew was one of the two who followed Jesus that day. And after talking to Jesus for some time, Andrew seems clearly convinced. So much so that Andrew went to find his brother, Simon. And finding Simon, Andrew boldly announced what John alluded to but would not disclose to the Pharisees. Andrew said to his brother, We have found the Messiah. Hearing Andrew's claim, Simon accompanied him to the place where Jesus was staying. And when Jesus set eyes upon Simon, Jesus seems to have immediately known. Jesus knew that Simon was the one. And the words, You are Simon, son of John. And then Jesus did something rather presumptuous, odd, Upon his initial meeting, meeting Simon for the first time, Jesus changes Simon's name to Cephas, or as we know it, Peter. Simon became Peter, sometimes referred to as Simon Peter. And that given name, Peter, comes to us through the Latin word Petros, meaning rock or stone, and you know it in its more familiar word, petrified, okay, or turned to stone. Thus, Peter became the rock upon so much of Jesus' legacy would eventually come to rest. Peter would become the first among equals. And at times we find this very human Peter, bold and insightful, the first to confess Jesus as the Christ, and to hear Jesus praise him for such insight. Only in the next moment when Jesus reveals his coming crucifixion, and Jesus says, we won't permit it to be told, get behind me, Satan. And so Peter at times can be bold and insightful and inspiring, and at other times he'd be deeply flawed and very human, and Gethsemane violent, and at Jesus' trial denying that he even knew Jesus. Although those initial disciples could not yet understand, we know that they were actually being prepared for something. This time was not without purpose. The disciples could not yet understand, but we know they were being prepared to become the church. But first things first. Those first things would take three years of listening and learning and traveling and sharing 
and suffering with Jesus. And it all began as John the Baptist fulfilled his destiny to be the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Well, soon the season of Lent will arrive with Ash Wednesday. And again, the faithful will be invited to consider the way of the cross. Jesus Christ and him crucified. As Paul would remind the Corinthians, since in the wisdom of God, he wrote, the world did not know God through wisdom. God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified. We, the church, proclaim Christ crucified. And what a challenging proclamation that is. Particularly in our hedonistic world that seeks above all else to avoid suffering and escape sacrifice. The cross stands as a stark reminder and a stark encounter with the God who John would write so loved the world that he would sacrifice his only son. In a world that would be the envy of Herod and the Pharisees for its luxuries and its pleasures, Jesus' gospel nevertheless resounds as good news. But it is such to the humble, to the poor and pure in heart. Jesus' gospel is for those who have come to know sacrifice. In the wisdom of God, the church is the place where Jesus invested his message and we have been called to be the custodians of that message. We exist for no other purpose, no other reason than to be the custodians. We are the church built on a rock with a message to others that Jesus gave to Andrew. Come and see. Come and see where he is to be found. In counseling his young friend Timothy, Paul would write, it is the farmer who does the work, who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, he would write. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, for which I suffer hardship even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And so, on this annual meeting Sunday, my last to be shared with you. And in closing, it is the stuff of human nature 
for people to think themselves more highly than they ought, to borrow a phrase from Scripture, to think themselves more worthy and correct, particularly than those who have gone before. It seems the bane of the generations, each generation, each new breakthrough, each new understanding, every new discovery thought so correct as to make all that went before foolishness by comparison. But then, as we know, but are seldom to acknowledge, inevitably and soon thereafter comes another generation and another discovery that will make what was just declared most certainly true (laughs) to join the foolishness of the past. Let us therefore commit ourselves to one another as the church founded upon revelation and not discovery. Revelation remains given and sure. Discovery is an ongoing process, and yet the two need not be enemies of one another. Thus, Christians die to the world that they might, as Paul says, live with him. Let us endure what we must in this life in order to reign with him. Let us never deny what has been revealed to us and we hold true, even if we must be the voice of one crying in the wilderness, even if that wilderness is the wilderness of our world and our day. For what is here will pass, but that which has been given us and which defines our relationship with God through Jesus Christ and him crucified shall remain and abide forever. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this production of the First Lutheran Church. We welcome you to visit us in person at 512 Kale Avenue. You can also find us on Facebook at First Lutheran Church, Miles City, Montana, and email us at flc at midrivers.com.